Hi sister, welcome to Women's Collective Consciousness Podcast. I'm Ririn Fedrianti, I am your host for this podcast, also founder of Women's Collective Consciousness, a mother, menstrual cycle coach, yoga teacher, and Pilates instructor based in Melbourne, Australia. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the tradition custodian of the land where I record this podcast. I pay my respect to the elders past, present, and future. I also like to acknowledge everyone who is listening to this podcast. This podcast is all about remembering, relearning, reconnecting, and reclaiming the power of the wisdom and the magic as a cyclical being. We will unraveling the conversation around woman's cycle, health, wellness, and well-being. For this episode, I bring you a beautiful guest, Emily Broke from Embody Empress podcast. We are going to unravel empowering conversation around her journey, living authentic as a woman. Also, she's going to talk all about the shadow. What is the shadow that is ruling your reality? And how can you notice it and working through it and embrace this power to come out from your cocoon and become butterfly and evolve from your shadow so i'm really excited for this conversation ladies so let's dig in hi sister i so excited today because we have emily brooke oh my god and let's jump in and tell to the listener who you are uh, who am I? Oh gosh, how long do you have? Um, <laughs> um, I I am many many things, but for the purpose of being here, um, I am a shadow worker. I am a manifestation mentor. Um, I am a podcast host. I um, love sharing my voice and my message and uh working with women in in uncovering what is in their shadow and alchemizing that and um transforming that energy that is stagnant in their in their body and in their um shadow and we can talk about what that means in a little while um in order to be able to propel them towards creating their dream life and and manifesting um, from an empowered place and and essentially that is who I am and there are many facets to me and that's a sliver of, of who I am and and what I do and how I serve in the world and um, yeah. <laughs> Amazing oh my god I am so excited guys to having Emily here. Um, I was listening to M podcast a couple of months ago while I'm driving to work and I can't it's just like make me feel like awakening and remembering and it's just so beautiful if you haven't checked up um podcast i will put in the show notes and then you can check it out Alrighty, and um, let's move on before we begin to our juicy conversation today let's do some cycle check-in what day are you in your cycle today if you are still menstruating or what phase are you in your womanhood uh, I am in uh, day seven of my cycle, so um, a really beautiful time. I, I love this time because I know that I'm just about to kind of propel into some energy and have the creative juices uh, flowing. I feel a little bit like, you know, like a, a bear kind of coming out of um, the cave after hibernation. It's like my favourite my favorite time by the next um, although I love all of the phases of my cycle, but it is a really fun time to kind of um come out of that phase and um yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I've called this a busy bee phase because I'm always busy, like a bee in this phase. Mm-hmm. And then I love this phase too. Um, so where are you in your womanhood? I am uh well. Well, I'm 30 years old. I'm I'm not a mother per se, but I definitely feel um and when I say that I have two beautiful stepchildren um but have not uh, carried children myself, so I don't feel that sense of, you know, that mother, you know, that I am a mother, but I do feel very much like 
that maiden element of myself is is being um, shed and and I'm moving on from that. So it's this really beautiful time where I I feel like I'm really stepping into uh, into that that womanhood and that and that um and I really really felt that transition in the uh, around the six months around turning 30 was really, and I didn't expect it. I kind of, it didn't really feel like a big deal to me, but it very much felt like an initiation, um, from, you know, being a, a, a young woman and into, um, maturing a little bit. I don't know if that's exactly what, what the answer that you want to hear and, and, um, and everything like that, but yeah, that's where I really feel, um, Feel I am, and it's a really beautiful phase, and I'm I'm loving being thirty. I'm so excited to be in my thirties. Oh my god, I can really hear your voice of mothering yourself with this woman. Um, it's just so beautiful when a woman is having really giving a birth into a human being in this mother phase, but whatever that your work is your babies right mm-hmm. it's like you're doing so many things and then you're giving birth so many things into this world to bring something and then just because let's just say example like podcast just because you launched podcast doesn't mean you stop there just because you're mm. pregnant the podcast like I feel like when I have this idea of creating podcast I feel like I am pregnant again try mm. to find the wise all right what do i need what the conversation is going to be what is that going to look like how is it going to feel like in my body and when i launch it it was just beautiful because i feel like well i can't stop here because the babies need milk and the podcasts need more episodes and then more guests and then more something interesting that you want to bring it into the world so this is your baby and this is my baby Mm, yeah and that's really you know um, my business is my baby and my uh, my podcast is really uh, the focus point of that at the moment and it does it feels it feels like you're birthing something in into the world and, and that is essentially what you're doing and um, because it's it's creation, it's all creation, and that's you know anything that we decide to bring into the world is um, has creative energy, and we um, get to bring it forth, and we get to nurture it, and um, yeah, it's definitely that that mother that mother energy, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm, totally, who doesn't love mother? <laughs> Alrighty, um, um, you was mentioned about the shadow alchemist. What it is? The shadow alchemist. So that is um, a term that kind of came to me through. I don't. I don't even know exactly when it came to me, but I've always played in in this space. And when I say always, since you know the beginning of my business, um, you know, it really in the fir- that first year, it was just kind of figuring out exactly where I I sat and what I wanted to bring. Um, to the world and what mind medicine was and um, manifestation was something that was huge um, for me and it's something that I'm so passionate about and that I love and I really nerd out on it and it's so much fun. And at the same time, shadow work was something, has been and, and still is something that has been completely profound for me in my own healing journey and um, and in the work that I do with the women that I mentor and, um, it's very, very, very powerful work and through my own processes and experiences myself, what I've come to understand is shadow work is, is, you know, at its simplest, in its most simple way to explain it is it's really alchemizing or transmuting or transforming you can use those words interchangeably really, Um, the energy that's held in your shadow, which I'll explain what that means in a minute, um, in order to propel you towards what you do want. And when I talk about the shadow, your shadow is essentially your unhealed, unseen and unexpressed self. So um, if there's any 
and and we all have a shadow. There's <laughs> nobody is immune from this. We all have a part of ourselves that we um, have hidden, and it, it's subconscious. We're not consciously doing this. And essentially, what what happens is particularly particularly um, you know if you've had something in your shadow for a long time. So let's say it's uh, uh, rage. You know, maybe as a child you were told that um to to stop crying to stop screaming and to just be quiet um and told that the way that you were feeling was not valid so you were asked to pretty much to shut up so you did that and what happened is there's a part of you that didn't feel heard that wasn't able to express itself and pretty much much shut itself down into and suppressed itself in your shadow where it was like it's easier not to look at this. Now it still holds energy and it still holds power, and sub and it actually feeds into your, um, you know, your lens of the world, your triggers, um, the way that you're experiencing the world is through the lens of I'm not allowed to experience, um, express myself, or I'm not allowed, I'm not um, seen and heard when I'm angry. I'm not allowed to be angry. But the way that that manifests in in your your reality is, you know, you can feel completely shut down, um, and like you can't share anything that that's wrong, um, and you know, and this then comes into your body. You know, maybe uh, you might have like a closed throat chakra and, and end up with um, certain things going on with with your throat, and we can, that can you know manifest into illness, which I won't go into, but. They can, on the flip side, it can also uh, manifest as um, big outbursts of of anger and being very easily triggered. Um, it can also, what will happen is you will start to repeat patterns. And the reason why you're doing that, and you're not, again, you're not doing this consciously, and this can come from, you know, uh, like think about it. There's, there's, and we all have these things. It's like I always like attract like, the same like loser boyfriend. Like I always like attract like, you know, um, jobs where I have like a boss that is a you know an absolute jerk, or um, I always end up with like you know friends that are really horrible, or I I always like start something and then I I sabotage myself. These are all patterns, and what's happening is that version of you who was suppressed in the shadow at that period of time is trying to live out and complete like the time loop. So it's trying to complete the cycle of feeling heard, feeling understood, feeling expressed. So if you, if it was rage, for instance, and it was shut down, it was not able to be expressed. If you were to give that a persona, maybe it's like the seven-year-old version of you, all she wants is to be heard. All she wants is to be seen and to be understood. She doesn't need you to, to change anything or do anything. She just wants to be felt. And by going into to the, that part of you, by listening to her, giving her a persona, um, embodying her and allowing her to be without judgment, we're able to move that energy that's being held there that's being used, you know, if you want to like, I'm a very visual person and you think about like, say we have, you know, a hundred, a hundred bits of energy. And if like 80% of your energy is going to, or, you know, or even 20% of your energy is going to holding down and not being angry because you're not allowed to be angry. That's 20, that's 20 bits of energy that you could be moving towards what the creation of something that you do desire rather than at the moment it's subconsciously playing out in your life in some way, in a way that you're probably not loving, you know, um, creating a pattern that's trying to get you to complete the time loop. And once you do that, it holds less charge. It's moving, it's transmuting that energy. It's moving that energy into a new timeline. The thing is, is you'll keep living out this same time loop over and over and over again until you actually clear it and break the cycle and allow that part of you to to clear the charge and then move it towards that new timeline. And Essentially, that was a very, I don't think I've ever explained it in such a long roundabout way, but <laughs> that is shadow alchemy. And that is um, 
you know, the work that I do. It's this playing in in that darkness, in that shadow part of ourselves. And there's there's nothing wrong with them. It's not scary. It's it can feel scary sometimes when you first start to to do this. And I'm not going to under, you know, um state that. But it's a really, really beautiful thing. And when you start to to do that, it it's not as scary and it and it holds less power over you. Mm, I can literally just listen to that over and over again and then repeat it into my head. It's just so beautiful the way you describe it. And then it was just hit into the heart as well because how many of us is going back into that the same friendship or into that back into that, like you mentioned, into the relationship with the same type of guys or female who knows um but until you dig in into your shadow until you really understand what is the root of the suffering of your shadow and bring it up you know like let all that emotional choose to really get into the surface to really work with it and then release it the cycle is going to keep coming back and again and again. And mm-hmm. then I think it's beautiful. We as a woman, it's have this privilege to having our menstrual cycle because I am on my awesome face at the moment. I am on my day 25. And mm-hmm. it's something in my life right now is doesn't serve me. And it's just keep coming back and again and again. It just keeps screaming. It's not until I say, okay, I hear you, let's work with it. It won't go away. It won't go away. And this has happened many, many times during my cycle of years because, um, again, we are as a woman, right? We just built that way. And then this is the beautiful of it to work with ourselves because um, whenever I want to make some decision, I said, hang on, friends, just wipe until I finish my bleeding I will make a decision after I bleed and then that is the time maybe finding your shadow your dream face is really beautiful I mean you just been there last week so mm-hmm. you can tell the listener what has happening in your menstrual face and then we work with it work with the shadow alchemist and then find a way to break the cycle isn't it yeah yeah and there's before I like even like touch on that there's something um that you said before um about suffering and there's a really um important distinction between pain and suffering pain is something that we all experience pain is you know we can experience grief and it's very painful to experience grief suffering is when and i and i really um encourage you to notice if this triggers you suffering is when we choose to stay in the pain and i'm very deliberately saying choose and that might not be subconsciously i mean that might not be consciously but When we don't take responsibility and responsibility is just our ability to respond, which we all have an ability to respond rather than react to what's going on. But it's our responsibility to go, well, this is painful. What am I going to do about it? Whereas there is a lot of people who are living in their pain, therefore choosing suffering. And don't get me wrong, sometimes there's power in just letting yourself be in the pain for a while and experience it. That's, you know, we we want to allow the feelings to come through. But at a certain point in time, how are you allowing that energy to move? Because emotion is just energy in motion. And it's it really is just energy moving. The thing is, if you don't move it, it will stay stagnant. It doesn't um energy is immutable and immutable means it's ne- it's never ending it doesn't get bigger or smaller it just is um so if you don't move it through you it will just stay in you it will create like interbulation within you so it's really really a powerful kind of experience that with those 
cycles that you keep experiencing, you know, and really notice like, what are you complaining about over and over again? What are you allowing to really annoy you? Like those like little things, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm a human being. I have things that I'm like, that's so much. I hate it when people do that. And, and I go, hang on, why am I letting, why am I allowing that person's choices to affect me? I'm choosing this suffering that like I have, because I actually have the ability to respond, a responsibility to choose different for myself. And to and that is where we get power, our power back because we're not at if at effect in our life, we are the cause of our life. And there is a lot of people living at effect of everything else outside of yourself. If you if your happiness is determined by things outside of you, so what other people do, what other people say, your job, your living living situation. I'm not saying that like your, um, you know, your basic needs, you know, don't get to be met. But if you're placing your happiness on something outside of you, you are at effect of life. Whereas if you are at cause of life, I am happy no matter what. And therefore, I become a magnet for things that then, like, uh, amplify that happiness. Um, and it's, you know, it's that kind of thing of, like, well, I, you know, um, what is it? Um, what could it be? I'm not even sure. I find it really hard to come up with examples of, like, shit things that would happen. Um, you know, I got in a car accident. Oh, like, yep, I'm really pissed about this. This really sucks. And oh, well, like it has happened. It's okay. It's fine. I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, well, like how often do you hear like things like, um, you know, I'm getting slightly off track here, but, um, you know, things like uh, people arriving at like a thing and it's like, oh, the traffic was so bad and this and this and this, and then this happened. And they've already allowed, you can feel it in their energy. They've already allowed these things that they had no control over ruin their entire mood and and like their evening or their day or whatever it is you know how often do we hear people going oh it's gonna be really bad weather on the weekend it because it's raining I'm sorry but we need rain like rain we if we don't have rain then we're in drought like you know we we need rain so are you going to allow the fact that something that is totally outside of your control that's completely normal and natural in like the world to ruin your day because it rained you know just like notice that language it's it's very um interesting when you start to kind of you know, without judgment, but start to like really go through your behaviors and your triggers and your language and the your thoughts with a fine tooth comb and just start cleaning that up, how much you actually have the power to choose like your happiness, choose to move past the suffering, to move through the pain and into that that joy and that happiness. And you start to see that everything is is temporary. You know, everything is temporary and everything has the ability to move. Nothing is outside of um, the realm of possibility, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. Um, I heard so many moments when I'm working with clients saying, oh, now I am on my um, premenstrual phase or on I'm expecting my period. Duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's like, I can't really do much next week or I can't, I don't, you know, I can't feel, um, you know, motivated to do this or do that because, you know, it's just my premenstrual face really. It's like, I just hide it. And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute. No, you don't hide it. You just don't accept it. And then mm-hmm. it's interesting because... I love my premenstrual face. Like I can talk with no filter, to be honest. I can just swearing all day to everyone. And then everyone is going to be like, oh, hang on, who are you? You can't be swearing. You're too little with that to be swearing. I was like, no, I'm not little. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, until, you know, like until you really accept it, 
and surrender into the outcome, it's not going to change. And mm-hmm. um, if any of the listeners is a mother, how many times, and especially you also got this M because you got your step kids, um, they call you mom, mom, mom. It's like a hundred times a day. Doesn't matter how little or big they are. And you might feel that in that time is feel annoying, right? But how do you want to face it? Do you want to let that is to ruin your day? Or do you want to say, oh, I actually appreciate they call me like a hundred times right now because let's just say in 15 years, once they grow up, they're going to hang around with their friend. They're not going to call me mom again. They're never going to call me a hundred times, not even five times a day. I'm going to chase them up and then give them a call and say, hey, where are you? And they will just going to hang up. Oh, I don't know. I'm just with friend. I see you later. I talk to you later, right? Yeah. So I think we just got to appreciate that, listeners um, and sister. Um, and, app- and appreciation and gratitude is the um, – it's the highest highest vibrational frequency um, vibration um, uh, emotion, and it's also the fastest way to move um, uncomfortable energy. Like, and it's so simple. And like, I went through a phase where I was just like so sick of hearing people talking about gratitude. I was like, oh my god, if one more person tells me to like do a gratitude journal, oh my gosh. Um, but it doesn't need to be this big thing. If you just take a moment and just appreciate something that you have, appreciate something that your, you know, your partner does or that your kids do, or, you know, the way that like something like that seems so insignificant, like the the way that um, the water feels on your skin when you have a shower, you know, a- appreciate um the just like the food that you have on your plate if you do that every day your entire life will change and I guarantee that and it's um it's a really really beautiful thing appreciation and gratitude are very 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 powerful mm, totally totally um all righty and let's move on I'm really feel inspired by you when you talk all about the authenticity in podcasts. So can you please share with the listener, what is your journey to reclaim this authenticity for you? Mm. And how do you share it in the world? Authenticity. Um, it is, you know, what's so interesting is it is such a buzzword, but I... I feel uh, very deeply that there's um, very few people who are fully fully embodied in it, and and that's not to say that I'm I'm perfect in it. Um, we're all human beings, and we try really hard, and that in itself is authentic. But I guess like the the journey to reclaiming my authenticity was really you know you started when i i started diving into just my my spiritual practice and, and my spiritual journey and and realizing how many masks i wore that i didn't even realize that i was you know and that is you know um pretending that i'm i'm somebody that i'm not you know holding back something that i feel like i really need to say because i'm afraid of some the way that somebody will react um noticing that I'm choosing what I'm wearing, not because it's what I want to wear, but because of the way that I'll be perceived if I wear it. Um, Not sharing certain parts of myself out of fear of what other people will think. And these are all beautiful notions. And yet when we first kind of dive into this, it's not something that you just get overnight. It's not something that you all of a sudden go from, you know, being held back from your authenticity and and, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I'm just going to be free and exactly who I am and everybody's going to accept it. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a journey, a journey and appealing back. And I think that one element 
to that is is just accepting the fact that you are ever changing. You who who you were yesterday is is not who you were will be tomorrow. It's not who you are today. It's we particularly as women, I like to think of us as shapeshifters. We shift into different roles, into different versions of ourselves and and up level and and peel back and and yet we've potentially living in a society where we're asked to kind of put ourselves into a box of of so that we make sense to other people. And for me, I guess um being in my authenticity is just not accepting those boxes. And that doesn't mean that I have to do anything. It just means that I'm just going to choose me. I'm going to choose what's right for me in each and every moment and actually trust that that is what's best for everyone. And that is my lived experience. And it's very, very hard for a lot of women in particular to really truly hear that and get it and understand it because there's so many, yeah, but kind of moments that people have when I say that. They go, yeah, but my like my kids come first. Yeah, but I can't just like quit my job. Like I have other responsibilities. It doesn't need to be these big, huge things. And things happen over time and they evolve. But at the core of what you're doing, are you doing it from a place of love for yourself? And if not, you're choosing something outside of you. You're choosing fear. It's either love or fear. That's that's everything. Everything is a decision based in love or fear. And we might kind of sacrifice our dreams and our desires and, and parts of ourselves because we want to make sure that our kids have everything that we want as in everything that they want and everything that they need and everything like that. But the thing is, 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 and again, notice the triggers here. I'm not going to apologize for them. Um, If you're serving your children um, out of fear, you know, out of fear that they, sorry, if you're serving your children and sacrificing yourself um, and who you truly are, you're acting out of fear. You're afraid it, and you're making that choice. And the thing is, is where there's fear, there can't be love. And that doesn't mean that you don't love your children. That does not mean that you do not love your children. You love your children so, so, so deeply. But the thing is, is those acts are infused with fear. It's fear that if I actually show up as my full self, if I serve myself, if I feed my own cup and fill my own cup first, then somehow my kids or my 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 partner or my husband, um, my wife, the, my community, the people around me, my friends will somehow suffer. But the thing is, I want you to imagine that you're like, um, like you and your life and the people around you are like this big champagne tower, and you are the top glass on this champagne tower. When you pour into that top glass you overflow with love and appreciation and joy and care and you're giving to the people around you from a place of pure, pure, unconditional love. And I am getting a little bit sidetracked here. I'm going to try and bring myself. I'm master of rabbit holes. Um, (laughs) um, But when you do that, it feels different. And really think about it. Have you ever received something from someone or somebody's done something for you and it just, let's do one side, and it felt like they did it out of obligation. Like they gave you a gift because it was your birthday and and you can kind of tell they didn't really put a lot of thought into it, but they were like, oh, it's your birthday, I have to get you something. And you're kind of like, oh, like, cool, like, thanks. Like, this is nice. Like, like, that's cool. You thought of me to get me a gift. And then maybe you actually also then felt a little bit of obligation when their birthday came around that you were like, I'm like I should probably get them something because they got me something. Even though you were like, well, would I have gotten them something if they didn't get me something? Like it's like that kind of feeling going on. Whereas have you ever been given something or had somebody do something for you where they, you can see that it just came from pure joy and pure love. 
Like they just, you can feel it in their energy where they just wanted you to have this thing or, you know, they just uh, wanted to do this for you and you can feel that there's no obligation there. You can feel that it just came from overflow and it feels different and there's an energy there that is felt and the same way that the obligation of somebody giving you something, then you kind of catch that feeling of obligation and feel like you have to give it back. The feeling of of love when it's from a place of overflow and authenticity is is in the the act. It's in the thing that's given. So you know when you're um, driving your kids around on the weekend to their sports and things like that. And that's not to say that, you know, you just like wake up on Saturday morning and you go, nah, stuff this. I'm not taking you. I'm feeding my own cup first. No, but you can make the choice to do this from pure love. Like, and and that's just a choice in that moment going, I love my kids so much and I see that they find joy in this. I'm going to do this for them. And Maybe that means that I actually need to say, you are on your own for the for the first hour of the morning because mum's having a coffee and she's going to sit by herself and just, you know, go away. <laughs> you know, with so much love, I need to give myself some love first, okay? And maybe that's what it is. And that's something that I really, um, you know, another part of me is that I am um, a teacher. Like I work full-time as a teacher. But the first like I wake up at 5am. I've always been a morning person is just who I am. I'm not going to say that everybody should get up early, but I love it. But it means that the first like two to three, three hours in the morning have been for me. I come first. I come before my partner. I come before like my dog. I like sit in ceremony. I pull cards. I go to the gym. I have a cacao. I do those things so that when I get to work, I am pouring from overflow and I feel it when I am not in overflow because I get resentful and I get irritated and I get, um, I, I'm not in joy. I am not in joy. And that's my like sign where I'm like, maybe I need to take a day off. And I actually do that. And this is where the authenticity piece comes in because I've definitely, um, kind of strayed a little bit. Authenticity is making the choice in each and every moment as much as you can that is in alignment with what feels not just good but feels in alignment with that higher self. It's listening to that little voice within you that that whispers this is what you should be doing and actually following through. And there's a beautiful, beautiful example that we actually spoke about before we hopped on the call was we had this call um, booked in for like, I don't know, like three or four weeks ago or something like that. And it was, I was ready to go on and I had been all morning, I had had this just, this anxious feeling within me and I felt quite down and I was um, very, very tired and I was like, no, like I've I've made this commitment. Like I'm gonna just like push through. Like it'll be okay. Like, but I just had this voice of just like Emily, you just need to rest today. You just need to just not talk to anybody. You need to take a break. And I was going, no, like I, you know, I need to. I've, I've got this. I need to do it. And it got to the time of the call, and I hopped on, and I like, I was just like, I can't do this. I was like, I cannot do this. And I just had to turn off, turn off Zoom. And I I messaged you and I was just like, I'm so sorry, but I cannot. And the thing is, and this is the thing, I could have sucked it up. I could have said, no, Emily, you have made a commitment here. You need to do this. And if I was just feeling a little bit off, that's a different thing. But like my entire being was like, you need to just be by yourself and not talk to like you cannot show up right now. And I I had to make that choice that was hard. That was hard in that moment. And we actually talked about it beforehand. I was like, it would be out of integrity with with myself and what I teach to to 
to ask people to really dig deep and go, well, what is authentic to you in this moment? Um, and to not embody that myself. And this is where I go, I, I really work very hard to ensure that I am embodying this. And with that comes along with sharing different parts of you, you know, that's a part of me that would have stuffed herself down for, and I did for a very long time. A part of me that just like wanted to be left alone, that wanted to be a little bit grumpy, that wanted to be like sad. And I did for the rest of the afternoon. I was just like, I just want to have a sad afternoon. And this is where that shadow alchemy comes in. There's nothing wrong with that part of me that feels sad. I literally watched sad movies in bed for the rest of the Saturday afternoon. And I was just like, that's all I want to do. And I I don't want to talk to anybody. And I didn't. And the thing is, is, is being authentic is going, well, that part of me is authentic. It's not just the bubbly, happy, smiley version of myself that a lot of people see out in public. It's all parts of me. And every part of you is authentic. And when they come up at the different, you know, points in time, when you allow yourself to be all parts of you with love and acceptance, that is what it means to be authentic. And it takes time and it evolves over time and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know. Um, it was a very roundabout way of describing that. Feeling very, I think I'm still a little bit like in my, um, I don't know if you get this, but whenever I'm like on my bleed, I am like a scattered cat. Like I'm like, my brain is just like all over the place. And I've still got a little bit of that going on. I'm like noticing my brain kind of going like in a million places at once. So I have- and you are still on day seven. You still feel that um, I call it my menstrual face is the crown the wise crown and then you still got that wise crown by yours moving to mine and at the same time so that's just the portal between because again I assume die seven you might just finish your bleeding time or you might still there and then you just got that time where the two energy is working at the same time right mm-hmm. and then that's just totally okay and then that's what make you authentic right oh yeah oh yeah and it's it's very it's very funny it's funny I would say that like there's um when I'm on my bleed like I like there is like the deep wisdom there but it doesn't articulate well um it doesn't come through in like (laughs) I can be very articulate sometimes and like put things together and I'm like shit that was really good. Like, that was amazing. And like, when I'm like, particularly on my like heavy days, I try to have a conversation with people and I can't put a sentence together. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I was <laughs> My brain is not working. I like end up in a room and I'm like, why am I here? What am I doing? I don't understand. Or like, I, I try not to go grocery shopping because I end up with like really weird things. Um, I'll end up with like chocolate and then dumplings and like, I don't know, kombucha and noodles and like the most random things. And I get home and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all of this. <laughs> so oh. I think I'm on the tail end of that. And it's a beautiful thing. This is this is who I am right now. This is my authentic self. <laughs> and embrace it, right? Just yeah. embrace it. It's, you know, like, I mean, by the end of the day, you're just going to laugh at it and say, oh, yeah, that was me yesterday. That was me last week. <laughs> make it laugh of it and you mentioned about the practice of being authentic it's not come just like with one click it's not just come you wake up and then you have a I don't know fun dream and then said okay this is who I am this is how am I going to show into the world and it's not happened like that guys so is there any tip for the listener if they just in the beginning of their journey when they know that they want to work with themselves but they're just not sure where to start it yeah for sure and I think that like the big thing there and I've worked with a lot of people and they're like well Emily I don't know who I am like how am I supposed to start being who I am when I don't even know who that is um and I would say like we'll get to know who you are like take the time, actually spend time with yourself. And this was the beginning of, of my journey was um, the pandemic. 
Um, you know, I, I had elements of my my journey kind of before that, but I really, really got in deep because, um, and you know, 2020, uh, again, I was a teacher and I like always surrounded myself with people all the time. And I was like that first year of being from home. And I was like, I hate this. I was like, I cannot be by myself. I was like, I hate this. This sucks. After maybe like nine months, I, I didn't want to go back. I was like, I love this. This is the best because I had never actually given myself the time to spend with myself actually like long periods of time just with me. And I didn't realize that that was, I was just like, I'm an extrovert. I love being around other people's energy. That is actually not who I was. I was addicted to hiding from myself. I was, I was hiding from the parts of myself that I didn't like. And I was doing that by surrounding myself with like energetic noise of other people. So the first thing I would say is date yourself, spend time with yourself. Like actually, like, like I, it's so funny. I used to have very busy weekends. My like ideal weekend is when I have nothing planned. That is my favorite weekend. Or I have maybe like one thing that is my favorite way to spend like my weekend is when I can just go. What do I feel like doing today? Well, I would like to call that friend, so I might call them. Or I just kind of feel like, you know, cleaning around the house and doing this. And or I feel like going for a walk, or I feel like reading this book. And what I would that that next phase would be is to just start to listen to those urges. And by urges, it's like that, like that internal like nudge, that like desire, those random things where it's like, I'd like to try horse riding cool, go and try horse riding. I, you know, that little urge of God, you know, the universe wants you to step into your authenticity and it will deliberately put things in front of you to direct you there. And all you've got to do is listen and pay attention. You know, you might see a flyer at like on like a cafe window that's been there for ages, but you just hadn't noticed it before. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I haven't seen that. That's interesting. Like a, a women's circle or, you know, an ecstatic dance thing. That sounds really, really cool. Maybe I'll like just give it a go. Like and go and this is where it can be t- like take a girlfriend if you feel like, you know, you can. But also go by yourself. Like go by yourself. And this is the thing. These kinds of things I used to always be like, no, like I'll be the only one there who doesn't have anyone that's like, you know, the only one there that's come alone. No, these like kinds of, you know, like events and stuff like that are things that a lot of the people there have gone by themselves. And if not, who cares? Like people have deliberately gone to certain things to socialize and meet other people. And when you go by yourself, you start to uncover those those moments of joy, that pure joy. And when you follow the joy, you start to uncover that authenticity. Like what actually brings you joy? And the more and more you do that, the more and more you choose the things that bring you joy and cut back the stuff that doesn't bring you joy, the things that drain your energy, you really become very, very clear on that authenticity um, and it's a really, really powerful thing, but definitely in those beginning phases, just be with yourself, like actually, and really notice if it's uncomfortable and it's okay if it's uncomfortable. If being by yourself was really uncomfortable, then that's fine. If being with yourself is like, you're like, this is amazing. I love being by myself. Then I encourage you to just, you know, stretch yourself a little bit and go out and do something that you wouldn't usually do. Just give it a go or be by yourself in a different place where there are, you know, people around. Maybe it's like go and take your book to a cafe and just be there and put yourself in just a little bit outside your comfort zone. And that's where you start to really get to know yourself. And it's it's very, very, very powerful. And just Follow, follow the, the urges, follow the desire, follow the joy, pay attention to what the universe is putting in front of you 
and just be just just harness just a little bit of courage to actually go after it. You don't need a lot, just a little bit of courage to go after it. Mm-hmm. I used to go to some dance party by myself. And then now it's just so good. You know, like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like it's just beautiful just to um really absorb other people's energy. Mm, really yeah. beautiful. So yeah, be by yourself, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and we are is in the end of our conversation today. But before we end this up, I would like you to share what is the three things that you are grateful for being a woman. Ooh, for being a woman. Um, I am very grateful for my sensuality. I am very grateful for my softness. Um, ooh, and I'm very grateful for <laughs> that like fierce, like womanly fire that we have. Like, you know, you know the one, ladies, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. When I see um in person, I feel like Emily is just like Kali Ma, the goddess of Kali. <laughs> but it's also the goddess of Saraswati, who is like the teaching and sharing. But I also got that energy of like Rawr! <laughs> So yeah, you describe yourself so well. I love it. I love that so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that and embody that throughout my day. I love that. Because, <laughs> ladies, we have a really, really fun conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And if the listener wants to find you, where they can find you? I spend a lot of time over on Instagram at I am Emily Burke. Burke is B-O-U-R-K-E. Um, and you can listen to my podcast, Authentic Alchemy, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Amazing. I will put everything on the show notes. Thank you so much, Em, for to be here. Thank you. I've loved it. Mm, sister thank you for joining us for powerful podcast episode don't forget to check out our instagram at women's collective consciousness for the update of our next event women's circle workshop and gathering based in melbourne australia i also have a free gift for you to start your menstrual cycle journey check out our website www.womanscollectiveconsciousness.com to reclaim free guide how to cycle chart. If you enjoy to listen to this podcast, please share it with other women in your life. And I always learning, thriving, and evolving. So don't forget to leave a review and feedback. Thank you, beautiful. Mm-hmm.